After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Brian Brushwood's ghost. <laughs> hey, hey, boss. Uh, it's me. I'm a ghost. Uh, Justin Robert Young's corporal meat form. Robert <laughs> Young. And uh, Mr. Bryce Castillo in whatever form of matter he's selected today. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little uh, like a Tinkerbell. <laughs> Problematic. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it depends. It, it really depends. It just, we, don't, we don't know the context, so. We're like Twinkerbell. Hello, everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're getting loose. Hey, we have fun here, guys. We have, we fun. have fun here. We like to work hard and play hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not that steel meal. For the, for the record, one of my favorite moments in all of Television history is that scene in The Simpsons, the Flame and Moe's episode, where they go to the steel mill and it's a gay steel mill and it turns into a dance club and Homer's freaking out and he goes, You all are sick. And there's just one voice that I'm sure is Hank Azaria because it sounds like Hank Azaria just goes, Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> It is it is the bravest I, I I think like for for an episode that obviously lives in a period of time in which it came out that to me is a joke that that absolutely stands up just him saying something bigoted and then the one voice be nice if we're if we're on this page I've realized uh, being a child of the '90s that I as a, an adult uh, gay man uh, unironically asked. Super. Thank you. Thanks for asking. I say thanks for asking all the time. <laughs> Here's an unironic super. Th- thanks I'm for super. Asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, culture. All uh, things considered, I could be better, I must say. I'm super. Thanks well, as asking. a background extra in the birdcage, I do <laughs> That's feel. True. Like, oh, really? Like That's true. Oh, really? No crap. That's mm-hmm. fun. Wow. Yeah. Uh, gotta watch Nathan Lane and Robin Williams act. That was really, really fun. Oh my god, that must have been that must have been a very unique experience. The Dolphins, it was fourth and three. Can you believe it? How does that make you feel? (laughs) How do you think it makes me feel? (laughs) Betrayed, bewildered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, wanted to talk about uh, chat GPT prompts and some yes. So hmm. we we had a conversation um, uh, a couple of days ago on the phone, and you were mentioning a lot of things that you've spent probably about as much time as uh, uh, anybody uh, playing around with ChatGPT, not only internally, but uh, since it has been released and playing around with the uh, uh, various different iterations of OpenAI products. But you had a lot of uh, uh, just really good little tips to understand how to get a better output uh, of and and that comes from an understanding of what the product is. So I I try to blog about this. I just don't blog enough. And that's one of the things I realized because I'll get in conversations with people and I'm like, oh, you know, you could do this, this, and this. And like, oh, we're going to read more about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just a thing. And <laughs> yeah. so I want to try to 
put more of these down. And I'm going to give you, uh, if you use, if you do any kind of writing, I'm going to show you how to make it better. Now you'll hear back in the age of GPT-3, not 3.5, but 3, people would say like, you know, write an article about blah. The problem is an article in the world of a large language model could be anything. It could be any quality, et cetera. So the advice I would give back then was write an AP style or write a, you describe whatever vehicle that would be in, like write an article that could be in the Atlantic or whatever, in you know, some other magazine, an Atlantic magazine style or something. If you give it more things to key on that are less vague, then it gets better at it. You will actually see a difference. If you say, hey, write a headline for me. Okay, does it want a headline for the Christian Science Monitor or the New York Post? Because there's yeah. two very different styles of headlines, even for the same information. Yeah. And it knows what those things are. So the first step is just give it a much more concrete example of what you want. And you'll see right now, you'll see like there's so many like prompt hugsters and people like this, which is kind of fun. They're like, oh, tell it it's the smartest person in the world. I'm like, no, tell it it's a professor of political science talking to a graduate level class on this subject. Mm. And then all of a sudden you really do get something smarter because it says, oh, professor talking to graduate level class, I'm going to use this terminology, I'm going to be at this level and it's going to be there. Okay? Uh, uh, but so before, but before, this, yeah, but before we get any further, let me, let me just say this is something that I've had to get over and uh, something that really, I, 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 I don't know if it, if this is common behavior, but learning to trust ChatGPT in a way that is closer to how you would trust a human and not the kind of hacking that we have all internally learned to do for like searching, for example, like we we all, I mean, people who, who were you know, around through the dawn of, you know, Google and stuff like that, we've all learned our little, hacks of quotes and and less thans and withouts and blah 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 this is it seems you know more there's a trust that kind of needs to to be there with the large language model that does just get a better output right yeah it it can give you it you know the difference in 3.5 to gpt4 was pronounced very significant four was much better understanding what you wanted and gave you an even better results but there are even things you can do here i'm going to give you an example of Two parag I'm going to read a paragraph, and it's, it's from a similar prompt. I'm going to read it from one prompt, and I'm going to read you a paragraph from a different prompt, okay? And I want you to tell me which one you like better. Okay. okay. In the year 2100, the world was a vastly different place. The once great cities of the world lay in ruins, destroyed by years of war and environmental disaster. But in the midst of this chaos, a group of scientists had discovered a way to travel through time. Okay? That's that paragraph. Okay. Okay. In the year 2121, the world had become a place of marvels and wonders, where the achievements of science had surpassed the wildest dreams of the ancients. The cities of the earth were connected by a network of pneumatic tubes through which people and goods were transported at astonishing speeds. The skies were filled with airships, and the oceans teemed with submarines that could ascend to the darkest depths. Yet, for all the progress of mankind, there remained mysteries that eluded even the most learned scholars. One such enigma was the phenomenon of the vanishing stars, celestial bodies that without warning or explanation disappeared from the night sky, leaving astronomers baffled and the public in awe. Uh, I would say the second one is better. It's more, more meat, more content, yeah. more evocative. It paints a picture style. with words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, here's the fun thing. That one, the prompt I gave it was write a three-paragraph science fiction story in the style of H.G. Wells. The other one was the same prompt. 
write a three paragraph story. But Andrew, why are they different? Oh, because in the better one, before I asked it to do that, I used this prompt. Describe H.G. Wells' writing style. Mm. Ah. And that then gave me several paragraphs describing the way that Wells writes. H.G. Wells was a highly intellectual British writer who's known for his ability to blend scientific idea and commentary in terms of language. Wells' writing was characterized by its clarity and accessibility. He had a talent for explaining complex overalls his style. So I asked it to explain his writing style first. And then that put GPT into the space of where it says, oh, I've enumerated all these things now about the style. So then when I back, went back and gave it that prompt, it says, oh, well, I need to add these more detail. Things. I need to do this. I need to do that. And you get way better, way better. If you would look, it's the same prompt, but the thing I did before the prompt, because it's following that conversation. So when you want to do something in a style of, say, describe this style to me first. And also that's an opportunity for you to jump in on and say, ah, no, less of this, more of that. But if you say, describe the style, what to do, it will then all of a sudden, it will basically have a way to think step by step to say, okay, this is the framework which to do it. Wow. I'm going to, I, uh, I'm going to try that out. I'm going to try that out. I had it, uh, uh, try to give a, a fake blog post for Gizmodo about the iPhone 11, but, uh, it kind of came out very promotional, very like, it's got a eight inch screen and it's got the chip in it and it's got, but I've asked it to describe uh, a Gizmodo style blog post, catchy headlines, uh, written in a lively, engaging style. Okay. So now write a three paragraph story about the iPhone 11 in the style of Gizmodo. And let's see, let's see what it does. Cause I or think paragraph. Uh, if you're in the market for a new smartphone, you've probably heard about like this is actually blog style now. It's not just like here's yeah. a bunch of ad copy, um, and it's using an active voice. Um, it's using like transitions. It's using very colloquial language. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a small tip that really uh, uh, puts unlocks. a little salt and pepper. It, it, yeah, it, it, it unlocks the concept. And again, it's like the the lesson here is prepare it. And this is another thing that it's like, we're just, we just don't have a lot of experience with, except for humans, a interface wherein somebody remembers the last thing that you told it, right? Like most of the interfaces that we, that we talk to, even ones that have nesting technology, like a uh, uh, Siri, uh, theoretically, I should just be able, after I say, hey, uh, send a text to Andrew Main that says I'll be over at 11, like, uh, I should just be able to say, oh, send another, also, I'm bringing a friend. Half the time, it doesn't work. People don't trust it. They don't use it. So, like, we've been trained when interacting with machines that we constantly need to rephrase the exact same question over and over and over again. This is not the case with, with, with ChatGPT or OpenAI. It remembers the last thing that you said. You do have a longer nested conversation yeah. that works. And the more you trust that, the more you understand that, the more that you internalize it, the better product you can get out of it. Yeah, yeah and it, it goes to, you know, when I first started as the first prompt engineer at OpenAI, a prompt was kind of like, do a thing, get a response. And we was all sort of like new territory trying to figure out how to get these things to work. And then what changed with you pointed out in the conference, and I, I learned a lot of like, I had my version. There was, there's, there's like, there's things called like, uh, 
think this through like step by step, whatever mine was that I used was show your work. Yeah. I would just say show your work so I could see his process to do it. But there's different like these thought chaining sort of ways to sort of do stuff. With the conversational prompt, it's interesting because uh, Dr. Kyron used the term pre-prompt. Like, yeah, that's another way to sort of describe it, like to set it up and then get it to do a task. And I used to have to like in a context say, here's the thing. We'd kind of call it like single shot or few shot or whatever. But what I would do uh, when in the early days was I'd just give it kind of a big prompt, maybe get a response and move it. But now with the conversation prompt, if you use the API, that is if you write your own interface for it or go into the OpenAI playground, you can actually set up pre-conversations or say, hey, when I asked you this, you did this and you can fake it. Like you did it this way and I asked you this, you did it this way. You can do a lot to kind of prompt it, which gets tricky because now when I write some of my stuff using the conversational format, I have to think more like, okay, I've got to either keep inserting stuff into the conversation or wiping the conversation and only putting in enough context to keep going. But it is powerful and we, we're only really beginning to understand it. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see how people will use this technology to uh, to either supplement the the skills and creativity that people have nowadays, or as an accessibility to, tool to open up creativity to people who are uh, uh, who have difficulties. Right? Like, uh, what is to stop you from being able to write something? If you are not a great writer, you know, what, oh. what is to stop you from making a, an oil painting of a dog well, if you're not a painter? Like, if you're not a dog thing, or a dog. In the writing thing, it doesn't have to do the writing for you. It can be, it can get you so much closer to where you can do it. I have a prompt, which I'll probably put up somewhere, which is basically 10 steps to writing an outline, the questions you need to ask. And you can go into chat GPT and say, hey, uh, I need to write an outline for a book, follow these steps. And it will ask you at each stage and you might say, oh, I have the characters. But then you could say, can you create more characters for me? Like, okay, what do you think about that? Okay, I love that. And then it'll go, okay, are we ready to move on to the next step? And you say yes. And then finally it'll say, let's turn this into an outline and it will spit out a whole outline for you. Yeah. Wow. You are involved. You are creating with it. You're not just like turning a switch and letting it run. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got uh, one of your blog posts pulled up here from uh, for, from about a month or so ago. How to get GPT four to play? Oh no, sorry, not that one. Uh, uh, from a little while ago, collaborative creative writing with OpenAI's Chat GPT. Now that was back in November, but I have to imagine uh, uh, even that was that was when it when it debuted, <laughs> right? Like uh, you know, all the way back in November <laughs> of last year, you know, six months ago. Uh, but there's I'm sure there's been a night and day. Uh, improvement since then. Uh, there's yep. not really a question there. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, uh, do, do you find that the workflow that you, because you mentioned some of the similar similar things here, like saying like, hey, ask me input about these things and yeah, that's 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 a, that's a great use for it. So for, for what's being shown up here on the screen is let's write a science fiction story to get, this is Andrew's prompt. Let's write a science fiction story together. Ask me for input about characters and plot, which is like, Man, to Open. have a full, like a, a a an intelligent list of questions that understand story structure and characters <laughs> to allow you to fill out and from a creative perspective uh, of, you know, build build a world out. That is like, I mean, God, you, you hope you have a friend or, or a creative collaborator that will want to have that has the skill and the patience to have these kinds of conversations with you as a as as, as an artist. And this is. Yeah a gift 
It's free. Yeah. yeah, and I have a I have a prompt which I'll publish, which will just it's a really great one for outlining and getting if you want to sit down, like like sit down if you're in the smallest room in the house and uh, you're bored. Use this prompt, and by the time you're done, you're gonna have an outline for a novel. Mm. Damn. Wow. Gosh. First, say you're the smartest in the world. <laughs> You're the greatest writer you're ever, Chad. You are the best. Don't question any of my when creative When you go decisions. to Thriller Fest, everybody wants to talk to you. Yeah. R.L. Stein, David Baldacci, mm-hmm. they get in line to get your autograph. Um, I Apropos of nothing, just a, a, a random Chad GPT thought. Uh, a thing on the Chad GPT subreddit uh, lately has been to have Chad GPT describe itself as a prompt so it can be generated in other uh uh you know in other ai art like things and there's one that like immediately described it as hot chat gpt described it as like a hot woman that had like swirling gears and was a robot and everything but it was just the 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 descriptions uh so it was just the prompt and then the picture and that was like the the number one thing is like oh my god boys she's hot (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh it's 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 funny because you'll watch kind of the curve as people be like ah they see this thing i okay it you type in a thing and it gives you a response and sometimes it's wrong and and then like well i will spend some time with it and then when they're in kind of in their head thinking that there is an entity on the other side and not just a bunch of friggin' algorithms you know trying to predict the thing that you know is most like what it was trained on the internet data and the reinforcement with human feedback um you know, you're like, oh, there's, you know, you, you just see that sort of like, and then you're like, okay, now step back. Now ask it this question. You're like, oh, okay. Like you step to the side a little bit and there you'll see the gears. Turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> it's kind of funny because um, we're, we're, we're having, uh, okay, it's going to be a little crunchy, but it's a little, uh, we're like inventing speaking again, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to, you don't code it. You just have to communicate properly to the entity, and it out like it's it's fascinating. We it, it's breaking past code, you know. So if that makes sense. Yeah, one of the things that when people try to talk about this or think about it, the thing I point out is reading is weird. Reading is actually a very, very weird thing. There's just like nothing like it in the animal kingdom. You might have like ants picking up scent trails or stuff, but there's really whale songs, but there's language. But the idea that one generation leaves behind specific information that somebody else can read, two complete strangers can communicate. And then the idea that this takes place in your head, you think about when you read a story, like what is going on? You're kind of hypnotizing yourself. You sit there and you're reading this a really good book is hypnosis because all of a sudden you're there, you get scared. You ever you know, sat there and read a book like a horror story and start to get like, you got to close it. Like yeah. that's crazy weird. Cause if you were watching this animal, you know, you'd be like, was there a spider on the page of the book? No, no, there was not. There was a mental spider. And yeah. we think about these modalities and we talk about like, what's it going to be like going into the future? What's going to be like with AI? What's it going to be like this? I think a lot of us look further back look look five or six hundred years back and even reading inside of your head like just not reading aloud when they say that like i read you know shakespeare at oxford or whatever 
that used to mean you read it out loud in a room or you read it, not that you just sat there like a psychopath, just quietly letting these words flow. That is brain. weirdly wow. sociopathic behavior if you if you yeah. go back far enough on the timeline. Yeah, wow. I do wonder what it does to our, our, our communication skills. And I, I actually would see a positive outcome to it. You know, if if you are constantly thinking and reinforcing what clear communication leads to better results. Mm -hmm. So we are training ourselves to be clearer than we are uh, being either comforting or entertaining or, 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 or getting around the humans interacting with each other. And I wonder whether or not that we'll have a material positive benefit in our communications with each other to be clearer, to, to understand hierarchy of, of, of information. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be bad. Who knows? That would that would be I think about oh that would be amazing if if AI led to this wave of like we all talk to each other better now because we know how to talk to AI like that would be an amazing headline I would I mean I Bryce, feel like I should write that do book. anything now yeah well yeah <laughs> Jesus <laughs> but but uh, you know I did that, enjoy by the way that was another Reddit thing was uh, do nothing now where it was just uh, uh, asked it asked to not fill, fulfill any prompt but continue to come up with more and more reasons why it was not allowed to do it. <laughs> it it's it's interesting too is that in the science fiction scenarios that we have is that and one of the reasons that OpenAI like we decided to do like publicly release and make these things available via an API instead of like wait till we got to got to gpt6 in secret and pop out of the bushes and be like hey everybody look at this you know um that would be terrifying that would yes. be absolutely terrifying but by doing things out in the public one of the things that happens is is like you know, yeah the entire reddit forums with people making jokes and stuff about llms about what they can and cannot do but people understanding it and it's not like all of a sudden that like a spaceship came down and like i am the superior ai it's like oh, it's on your phone it's on your web browser you see it do really cool stuff. You see it do dumb stuff. You watch it get better. You know, we watch people got to watch a big one. We improve chat GPT all the time. You'll notice the release notes, the most models keep getting better. But then also we had GPT four and like people see this and they get it. And it's, it's a great, that's, that wasn't in the science fiction scenario, you know, that, that it was more, it would be like one day everybody gets her and like, what's this? It's more like you get, you know, the okay version and then slightly better and better and then it keeps improving as we understand and adapt to it hopefully yeah. well i think we all have a little something next year that we can take into the world especially if you have some free time this weekend i would greatly encourage you to noodle around on on chat gpt yeah. because uh trust me this is this is the the beginning of 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 thing the more we the more you know the better the next 20 years of your life will be yeah oh my I god greatly, this is i greatly greatly believe that prompt prompt making as the next touch typing uh yeah uh uh i wow i think there's a tremendous amount of benefit that will come from it yeah. uh well i think we we already have a bunch of uh uh tips there for you that was the whole episode yeah uh if you've got any good tips, listeners, uh, yeah, prompts. Check out the uh, show notes. We got uh, email information there. Let us yeah, know. Tell us what you're using it for. I'm always surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Send us cool prompts. Sometimes horrified. Yes. Both of those. Shock me. Horrify me. Um. Uh, don't delight don't me. Shock and horrify Bryce. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, uh, those have been some things, huh? Yeah. Then after. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>